0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans. Hey, how are you doing? It is me. It's me, that B A D, Brent Anthony Davis from Behind the Steel Curtain. I am your podcast producer. And I am so glad to be with you once again this morning as we're recording this. This is Sunday morning, August 2nd, 2020. And I'm so glad, like I said, to be a part of your world. I know it's early. It's very early for you to see this crazy face, and if you're streaming us on any podcasting platform, then guess what—you're lucky. You don't have to look at this guy. I'm normally not wearing a hat. You uh, see a lot of my uh, a lot of my colleagues here on Behind the Steel Curtain wearing hats all the time. I'm wearing one today. I'm just feeling of rocking my Steeler hat. I just don't think it shows off one of my best features—my hair. The only genetic lottery I am ever gonna win is my hair as I close in on 50 years of age. I feel that's my best feature. But for today, I'm rocking the lid and I'm rocking the hypocycloids and I'm feeling good. Feeling good to be a part of this day with you. And right now, I know if you are spending a Sunday morning with me or if it's your Monday commute and you're listening to me between your speakers, then that means that you are part of our BTSC family. And of course, I thank you so much. So I want to talk about the Behind the Still Curtain family podcasts. As uh, we are going to make some changes. And as we make some changes, what we're going to do is just do it for the better of Behind the Still Curtain. And we're so excited for you to be a part of this too. Um As you see, this show is called Tales from 2 AM, and I'm going to address that in a moment. Uh, Some of you might be scared, and I'm going to get to that in a moment as well. But um, as I look at the live chat, first and foremost, you know that we can't do this show without you. And I'm feeling very international right now because... uh, i got to spell this right. Nunoendo, or pronounce this right. Nunoendo, it's 12.30 p.m. in Scotland. We've got Scotland this morning. Our good friend Mark Davison from uh, Steeler Nation Australia. It's nine PM there, and Jean Luca the Berardino, seven thirty here in Singapore, and in Jtown, PA, my hometown. Nap nineteen sixty three says good morning. Bad. We've got Lynn Fenwick twelve thirty in the UK. Wow. I feel like I'm your international coffee. Remember the international flavors of coffee that they had back in the 70s and 80s on TV? And I like urged my parents to go buy the international coffees because I thought we would be uh, more sophisticated. Um, So uh, I was right. It is Nuno endo. The uh, Davis family was not really sophisticated, but in our own right, I I guess we were. So lots of changes on the family of podcasts. So uh, as you know, that Jeff Hartman, who had left the uh, the podcast platform and behind the still curtain, the blog site, back on he announced it um, back in very late May, and then made it official. June first was Dave Schofield's first day as the editor of Behind the Still Curtain. My first day as the podcast producer, and uh, Jeff has been gone for two months. Well, that is no longer because Jeff is back as of August 1st. So we are so glad to have him back. This is something that was uh, made official on Friday morning. So you gotta know it's been a whirlwind and things change in the uh, podcasting world, the social media world on a dime sometimes. And when this was shored up, we immediately went to work to see how we can give all of you great content. Because as a Steeler fan, sports fans in general, but as a Steeler fan, you crave. You crave news on the Steelers, and that's what we want to do. We want to be your one-stop shop. We want to be breaking news for you, and that's what, with everybody we have here, that's what we have provided. But we can do it a lot better. And sometimes, less is more, but a lot of times, more is more. If you can have quantity and keep it, with a great brand of quality, then you're doing something. So we had a summit meeting, the great summit meeting of BTSC yesterday on Jeff's porch. And it was Dave Schofield, myself, and Jeff. So what we did was we got together and said, how are we going to do this? Should we continue to do what we're doing and just make it more quality? We said, we could do that. And then somebody said, let's double our efforts. And we thought about it for a minute, and we said, we can double our efforts. But then we decided collectively, we're not going to double our efforts. That's that's just not going to work. We're going to triple our efforts, and that's exactly what we're doing. So when you have an opportunity in any given week on Behind the Still Curtain to go to any podcasting platform, any streaming option, and find our family of networks, you could get about seven to eight shows in a week. Well, what we're gonna do now is we're gonna offer 20 plus shows in every week. And that's exactly what we're going to do. So with that being said, which was also almost the name of this show, this show, because that is my catchphrase, Dave Schofield said, you should call it, with that being said, because you say that all the time. And uh, with that being said, that's what we're going to do. But how are we going to do that? So a lot of people, when you talk about change, you worry. You're like, what are we going to do? I mean, are you going to change everything that we love? I see right now, Endo is, is saying, uh, wait a second, you know, keep Michael Beck, please. A lot of people love Michael Beck. Gone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. I am a huge fan of Michael Beck. Michael Beck is going to have an even bigger role on the podcasting platform, and I'm going to get to that in a moment as well. So as we're making these changes, we want to continue giving you the shows that you know and you enjoy. We're going to try to up the ante on those shows. We're also going to give you some other options. We're going to add a morning show platform. Now, we typically do a morning show on Sunday morning. And like I'm doing now, I am going to be your morning man on Sunday morning. I might be reverend bad where you could tell your sins to after your 2 a.m. story that you made the two nights before. That could be a possibility. But this is how we're gonna do the morning show. So I'm gonna start off with some baby steps here and explain what we're doing. We're gonna start off with maybe a half an hour show, half an hour tops for your commute to work or for when you're waking up, whatever you're doing, give you something to talk Steelers about. Maybe we cover anything that happened overnight but it's for that morning drive. So you're gonna have your very own morning show on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. It's gonna be Jeff Hartman between your speakers, and this is gonna be on the podcast platform only. This is gonna be streaming only. It's not gonna be on YouTube. You don't wanna see these faces in the morning. I mean, they're not, I know, look, this isn't fresh and shiny, I get it. Plus, for some of you that think, wow, that fresh and shiny look bad, that non-fresh and shiny look is pretty darn sexy, then you're gonna wreck if you're looking at me on YouTube and trying to drive. I mean, I might be a distraction. Um, so and I don't want that on my conscience. So we're gonna be streaming shows in the morning and those shows are going to be fresh shows that you will hear. So on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, to quote the Steelers defense, starting way back with Joey Porter, James Harrison did it, Ryan Shazier, TJ Watt leads the charge now. Who ride? We ride. Who ride? We ride. Who ride? We ride. Let's ride on three. One, two, three. Let's ride! So you are going to get Jeff Hartman and Let's Ride on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. It should be a lot of fun. On Tuesdays, you're going to get Tony and myself with the Steelers Retro Show. We just started doing the Steelers Retro Show. It's not Steelers News. It's Steelers News if you're in 1984. If you hop in that black and gold DeLorean, you're going to be talking about David Little and Brian Hinkle and Jack Lambert and uh, the drafting of Lynn Swan and how the team drafted another wide receiver in 74 and John Stalworth. You're going to talk about the 2005 and Nick Harper getting stabbed by his wife and Ben Roethlisberger tackling him after Jerome Bettis fumbled. We're going to be talking about stuff like that. A little step back in time. We'll be doing that. We just started doing that about a month ago on Mondays after the Q&A. We're going to continue to do that. On Thursdays in the morning, you're going to get your geek on. Dave Schofield and the Stat Geek will be moving to Thursday mornings. And that will be be a, a podcast exclusive as well. You will be able to stream all of those shows. So that's just five shows, Bad. How are you going to get 20 plus? Well, here's the deal. You know, we're doing the shows that we, uh, we're we going to bring back the shows that you love. On Mondays, well, I hope you love them, the Q&A. In season, it's going to be the Steeler Hangover, where we uh, recap the game from the night before and uh, try to get rid of those knee-jerk reactions and sometimes come to grips with a loss or just hopefully more celebrating a win. So Tony and I will continue to do that show where it's going to be the Q&A now until we start the season. So you're going to have that show. Then what you're going to do, we're going to split that show up the next morning to give you opportunities while you're streaming to have two separate shows from that, two half-hour shows from that long show on YouTube. We have found that on YouTube, people want to be a part of it, like you are in the live chat. People want to be there. They want it to go on longer. When you're commuting, when you're streaming, if you're watching, doing this while you're showering, I listen to I listen to 80s on eight when I'm showering, when I'm mowing the lawn, I'll uh, I'll put something in. I I've gosh, how many times on Saturdays have I listened to um, Steelers' brunch with Tony while I'm uh, power washing or mowing the lawn or something like that? So that's some of the things that uh, you can do with it. So we're gonna we're gonna be streaming two shows. Um, two more shows in the mornings after from the night before, as we always do, but give you an opportunity to stream and listen to those shows as well. So on Tuesdays, you're gonna be like, wait a second, boys, you can't take away my stat geek. And yeah, we are not taking away your stat geek. What we are giving you is something a little bit better. You're getting your stat geek on Thursday mornings but you're getting a double dose of SCO and everybody needs some SCO in their life. Rich and Dave Schofield, brothers SCO, they're going to have the SCO bro show. And it's, it's a full Monty of Steeler fun. It's uh whatever they want to talk about. So instead of just talking about stats, we're going to talk about Steelers and just not keep it to just stats. So that's going to be fun. Now, Wednesdays, Wednesdays is where you are used to for the last five, six years, the standard is the standard. Now we have retired the show, the standard is the standard. As you know, Lance Williams has uh, moved on from behind the steel curtain quite amicably and we do miss Lance. And uh, we are going to miss Lance uh, even more. And I wish Lance the very best. And I hope to be, uh, you know, sharing a (laughs) microphone, excuse me, uh, sharing a microphone with him uh, um, someday again. And uh, even on the BTSC family of networks, I'd love to have uh, Lance back as a guest as well. Um, but so we wanted to go ahead and uh, since Lance was so synonymous with that show, and yeah, I said it, we wanted to retire those names because, uh, you know, that is something that, uh, that uh, we felt belonged to him as the leg- with the legacy that, that he, uh, he left here. So we are going to bring Michael back. So, Ninuendo. Michael Beck is going to have his own show. It's going to be called, and forgive me for singing this early in the morning, Becky in Black." Yes, the takeoff of ACDC's "Back on Back in Black." It's going to be Beck on Beck in Black." I got to get used to saying that. I mean, if I say that five times, I'm in trouble. Um, and actually, I'm not sure who on the Friday show who suggested that in the live chat. Somebody did, and whoever did. I'll have to go back and look, but one of our uh, listeners and viewers came up with that idea. And so we took it and we thank you for that. So it's Beck and Black. Now, joining Michael Beck and Beck and Black will be Jeffrey Benedict, who has guested on the show. Um, very prevalent on our blog site. Um, Jeff Benedict will be joining him and Beck and Black in the regular season. That show will be called Something Different. We're taking another cool song. This time we're going Green Green Day. And got to know your enemy. Your know your enemy. Got to know your enemy. Something, something. So, yeah, it's going to be Know Your Enemy. I used to do an article called Know Your Enemy where I tried to uh, go over the uh, upcoming opponent. What we're going to do is we're going to have Jeffrey break down that opponent along with Michael. Or if we can get somebody and we ha- SB Nation has sites for every Steeler team. We'd love to have somebody from Big Blue Nation and the Giants. We'd love to have somebody from Baltimore Beatdown, Cincy Jungle, the week of that show. Um, that's something we'd like to do and have on the show and talk about their team a little more in-depth. Like I sometimes, Jeff, Dave, myself, we go on other shows within the SB uh, Network family, and we talk about Steelers as well. So on Thursday nights, it's going to be the Steelers preview. It's our new flagship show. It's something you know and love. We welcome back Jeff Hartman to that show. Along with Dave Schofield and myself, it's going to be the same shenanigans that you really enjoyed. So the triumphant tree back together. On Fridays, it's Michael Beck again. And one thing that uh, Michael Beck did before he came here and something he brought to um, our platform was an audio show called The Live Mic. I always want to call it The Open Mic. It's called The Live Mic. And as you, if you don't remember this and go back and look in our BTSC streaming platforms, one of his first shows was an interview with Chase Claypool right after he was drifted. Michael got Chase Claypool, and as you know, Michael has had some great interviews here. He has gotten us Chris Wormley and Zach Banner and Tuzar Skipper, um, <clears throat> excuse me, and Jordan, Dan- Jordan Dangerfield as well. So, um, it's really great. We're going to have that show on Saturday, Steelers Brunch with Tony. You gotta have your bacon and eggs and your eggs, Benedict and all that good stuff with Tony Defeo. Um, Quick, having one of our most popular shows because everybody loves Tony. So that's the lineup. There's going to be a lot to choose from. I hope that's a great menu for you and I hope you continue to support us, our family and sealer nation. And what are your, th- let us know, give us ideas for shows too. We would be glad to hear those. This is the new fall season, but hey, always looking to fill this cranium with more ideas. So with that being said, it's time to get into Tales from 2 a.m. So when you're usually talking about 2 a.m., you got to have the energy drink right afterwards because you had a wild night. So the reason this show is called Tales from 2 AM, because a lot of you know me as bad Brian Anthony Davis. A lot of you know me as after November 12th of 2019 as Mr. 2 AM. And you know, it's a nickname that I embrace and I love. And who is Mr. 2 AM? Well, it was all born on the Steeler preview. And on the Steeler preview, it was the end of the show we were just coming off of the uh, Steelers' um, thrilling win of Los Angeles Rams, and it was an ugly win. And I wanted to express in my unorthodox way, and all of my ways are unorthodox. I think outside the bun. I don't. E- I can't even think outside the box because I have to th- like the Taco Bell commercial. I have to think outside the bun. So, what I was doing here, I just wanted to explain to these guys that. We've got to understand what the ID, the identity of the 2019 Pittsburgh Steelers at the time was. And I was, uh, as a lot of you know, that I am very proud to be a dedicated family man. That includes being a uh, a scout leader for uh, BSA, um, the Boy Scouts, and uh, I I work with the girls as well. Um, So it's something that I'm very proud of that helped shape the youth of America. I wasn't one when I was a a young lad growing up in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. I wasn't a scout. Wish I was, I really wish I was. Um, But I had just gotten back from a meeting. This was a Tuesday night show because they were getting ready to play that infamous, we didn't know it was gonna be infamous, that infamous Thursday night game in Cleveland. And I was wearing my scout uniform. And I realized, and I had a shirt on underneath, and I realized what I was going to say next was going to, uh, was something that I didn't want to associate with wearing uh, a uniform that I'm very proud of. So I started it and I started to take off my shirt because I don't want the shirt on. And everyone's like, oh no, bad stripping. What's going on? (laughs) Dave is turning three, three different shades of red. Jeff's just shaking his head. And you got to understand Jeff and Dave are like, cartoon characters for me, like, you know, uh, the reason I say cartoon characters is because one's the angel on my shoulder, the other's the devil on my shoulder, like in Animal House too. I'm not gonna quote Animal House what what I told him to do. Um, But Jeff's usually the guy, Jeff's usually the devil on my shoulder, (laughs) laughing and encouraging me on. Dave's like, please don't do that. He's the angel on my shoulder. So those guys did not know where I was going with this. And I wanted to explain And I wanted to say, do you remember back in college, like in the 90s, when you were at the bar, and it was getting late, your buddies hooked up with somebody else, um, you know, and you're there, and it's 2 a.m. now, you're feeling sorry for yourself, you know that you're just going to go back to the house, get the... uh, Get that old V, dust off that v- old VHS copy of uh, Blue Velvet, and put it in, and just wallow in your sorrow. And then next thing, you know that. And I, I'm really not doing the story justice because it was funnier when it was off the cuff and it was with other people, um, and they were laughing and encouraging me on. But then you you look over, and there is a woman, or I mean. This could be the other way around too. It, I mean, it could be somebody else. Um, and uh, you look and she's not very attractive. She's uh, not just very attractive. I mean, she's nothing that uh, that you're gonna go ahead and let's say uh, write about in your Christmas card. You're not gonna brag about it to your friends but uh she invites you back to uh, her place or what have you, the backseat of a car um, in the bushes, whatever. And uh, so, <laughs> and you just, you just say, heck with it. I I need this. I'm going to do what I do. and you that. And the reason I said that is because you're not proud of it. Those things happen in all of our lives. We do stuff. It's, I joke that it's maintenance for your man's suit or whatever for your woman's suit. Um, But what it is, it's, you know, there's certain, there's certain things that we all need, not just um, for our body, but for our mind as well. And uh, just to make us feel whole in this lonely, scary world sometimes. And uh, so the reason I brought up that entire scenario was because the Steelers, are your version, your 2019 version of a 2 a.m. booty call, and that's it. And I joked, you, you're not proud of it, you don't brag about it, you just take it, and that's that's all I said. And they were laughing, and they were actually Dave was crying at that point. Jeff was speechless, and that doesn't happen um, very often either. And as Azra says, Azra, one of, one of my great friends with this show. She's a 10 after five shots of tequila and three pitchers of beer. Yeah. Yeah, she really is. And he, I mean, if you're a woman, he, or if you're a dude and you want to he, he, yeah, sure. Whatever it is. You know, that's, that's what happens. And that's kind of what the Steelers were because the Steelers were winning ugly at that time. And you just took it. You you just accepted the fact that this was going to be your 2 a.m. So. Basically, I have become synonymous with being Mr. 2AM. That's that's my new nickname. And the Mr. 2AM thing has become the fact, I mean, this whole new persona that everybody thinks I am this wild man. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I've had some trips to Vegas that those trips didn't stay in Vegas. And I promise you sometimes you'll hear some of them on the show. But this is not going to be a debauchery show either. This isn't going to be me talking about uh, ladies of the evenings and hookups and all crazy stuff like that. Not going to. T- I, I will talk about the time I almost got married in Vegas to a complete stranger from Canada. It was not one of Michael Beck's relatives. I promise you that. Um, but I, I we'll tell fun stories. But we're going to tell Steeler tales on this show is what we're going to do. But am I Mr. Two A.M.? Not really. Not really. I'm a family guy, but I embrace that. And I believe that every person in this world should have that wild side that they remember or have that wild friend that they could tell stories about. And it, you know, this, I mentioned that sometimes this could be a sad and crazy world and and a lonely world. And it's the relationships that we put together with our friends and family. And those wild times are okay. If you're doing it in a in a, uh, in a good way, you know a lot of people think that I'm this major drinker. Uh, a lot of people uh, uh, after that those uh, after some of those quotes and some of my rants on these shows, a lot of people uh, thought I was a huge coke coke fiend. <laughs> the only coke fiend I am is uh, comes in a red and white can. Um, you know, in fact, I barely drink. I'm not against it. I just don't. I mean, I'm just a naturally wild dude sometimes, and I like to have fun. I know the time and place. I know when I can turn it into uh, when when it needs to be family and fun, and I know when it's time to be wild and crazy. Not really wild and crazy now, but hey – you, we can we can tell these stories and have lots of fun, and that's what we do. And everybody worries that is like, man, I hope your wife's not listening to this stuff. My wife knows all my stories. Now I assure you, she was never really a part of those two a.m. stories. And there's some there's some good ones. I'm not gonna lie to you, there's some good ones. And uh, to quote Huey Lewis, uh, sooner or later you're gonna know that some of my lies are true. Well, mo- all of these lies are true, and I'm not gonna tell you stories that aren't. But Sometimes I feel like I've I've had a Forrest Gump type existence. I've had a chance to experience a lot of things and have had a lot of fun. Most of the stuff, even though they're crazy stories, I'm proud of. So that's what 2 a.m. tales are. But 2 a.m. tales are more tales about being a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. It's 2 a.m., which is me, telling you the tales. And that's what I want to do here. And that's what I'm going to do right now. And this is going to be a 2 a.m. tale that centers around, of all things, Jerome Bettis, Nick Harper's wife, and a 75-year-old widow. We'll be back after this. And we're back. So what does Jerome Bettis, Nick Harper's wife, and a 75-year-old widow have to do with my 2 a.m. story in the Pittsburgh Steelers? I will tell you. So we go back in time to 2005, that 2005 season, but this more specifically, January 14th, or was it the 15th? It was either the 14th or 15th of January. It was against the Colts, the Indianapolis Colts, The fourteen and two Indianapolis Colts, which were, I believe, at one point thirteen and zero that season. Um, You know, then towards the end they started resting guys. Uh, Tony uh, Tony Dungy was out for a couple games at the end, tragically because the uh, of the loss of his son. Um, But the Colts were the team; they really were the prohibitive favorites to win everything, and we all know about everything that happened in that game where the Pittsburgh Steelers had to win four straight in the regular season just to get that number six seed. We know about what happened in Cincinnati with Chemo and Carson and uh, Cedric Wilson and Antoine Randall L and what a great game that was. So we get to this game and the Steelers put together a 14, nothing lead. Then all of a sudden they get screwed Royally, with the Troy Palamalu interception that wasn't, and uh, the incompletion that was an interception. And so with that, we're getting closer. It looks like the Steelers are wrapping it up. They're on the one-yard line after a great defensive stand. Joey Porter and Higgins and Ferrier; those guys were all over Peyton Manning. And I had later asked, I was in a car with Veron Haynes driving him. My dad was driving him. They wouldn't let me drive Verron Haynes. They were afraid that I was going to kill a stealer um, because I'm not a great driver. But that's for another time, too. So um, I asked Verron Haynes, what did you guys know that that the Colts didn't know? You knew something going into that game. And he said, on defense, our whole strategy was to confuse Peyton Manning by right before he snapped, like seconds before he snapped, change the defensive alignment, and we had a plan for that. Dick LeBeau was a genius, absolute genius. So that's what they did. And you could tell Peyton Manning, Hall of Famer legend, was confused in that game. They almost tackled him for a safety um, late in that game, and it looked like they won. Hey, let's just ice it. With the ball to Jerome. He's going to take it in. We're going to Denver. Tonchokins saying, Hey, pack your bags for Denver. He dumped the gun, which you don't do. You don't celebrate until there's zero, 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 three zeros on the clock. That's the rule. You don't do it. And that's, that's a Davis mantra. And that's something that I actually taught my dad. And now he lives by that too. Um, usually my dad has taught me everything, especially when it comes to the Steelers, but something I've come up with. You don't celebrate until there's zeros on the clock. I let him take credit for it, but it's mine. So, and I've got lots of stories on that too that we can talk about when we're talking about superstition. But you know the story. You know Jerome carrying the ball high. He got cracked. The ball pops out. Nick Harper, thank goodness, he had a domestic dispute with his wife the night before. She stabs him in the leg. Which, you know, I'm sorry. we I don't root for domestic disturbances, please but you know that happened that could have slowed him down we don't know Ben who was twisting and turning just turned the right way made the immaculate tackle Vanderjad misses it yay Woo! I mean it's it was a thrill ride of all thrill rides for Steeler fans we will never forget that one guy had a heart attack when it happened in a bar and I remember Jerome Bettis actually uh met up with him later on so um and uh yeah, I'm, I'm laughing because I'm looking at the live chat. It's not 2 a.m. in the USA. I promise you, Mark Davison. <laughs> yes, for real, is it 2 a.m.? No, this is just this is just Mr. 2 a.m. telling stories. So we we all know about that. I'm a very superstitious guy. Steeler fans have superstitions. All sports fans have superstitions. You know, that's what it is. You wear a jersey, you wear the same jersey every single time. Um, some of those fans do. They don't care if there's this giant mustard stain on it. If you win, you keep wearing that jersey until you lose. That's just what you do. You have the same rituals. Some people go and touch something on top of the TV before Penguins games. I've seen it. I You didn't touch it right yesterday. Boy, was that game crazy. Um, good game, though. Um so you know, a lot of people. I mean, they sit in the same spot, like Sheldon Cooper. They, you do whatever you do. And at that time, I was just dating Mrs. Bad, who became Mrs. Bad, and she was living in uh, where I live now, and I lived about an hour and fifteen minutes away. And so, what I was doing since the beginning of the playoffs, I would, on Saturday night I would go and have dinner with her. I would spend the evening, and then then I would uh, drive back in the morning, and I'd watch the game by myself, same spot on my couch, same Antoine Randall L jersey the entire way through, the white Antoine Randall L 82. That's what I would do. And I'd sit there, and I had this rule that everything had to be the same because Lord knows the that coaching staff and 53 men on the field that have had years of training, they've played this game all their lives, they can't win unless my rituals, Brian Anthony Davis's rituals are right on, or they're going to lose. I've got more stories about that, actually. So I had, at the time, a neighbor. She, a beautiful woman named Joanne. She was 75 years old. May she rest in peace. Um, she did come to my wedding. I loved her family, just really nice woman. She lived across the hall, the apartment across the hall. And I'm the kind of guy that I don't care who you are, what you are, um, how old you are, it doesn't matter. If you are a genuine soul, I love you. And I wanna be around you. And she was one of my favorite people. I used to take this woman to West Virginia University games and we would we'd have to park and we I had season tickets back then and we had a walk forever even though I'm a Penn State fan at heart I still follow Pitt I went to Pitt but I still follow Pitt in West Virginia as well so we would go there and all my friends I was work, I used to work at Enterprise rent a car and they would always have uh, tailgates and they would always laugh uh, they were like look here comes uh here comes Bad and a Sugar Mama um cuz it, it was This the strangest couple, because it was me and a 75-year-old woman. And we're going to the game to get games together and having a good time. And I wouldn't have changed that for the world because I loved hanging out with this woman. She loved football. Her late husband was a legendary coach in Maryland, um, in Western Maryland, who had just passed away earlier that year. Um, her family, bunch of coaches. Um, play they played, they coached in Western Maryland. Um, just you know, a legendary family. Her daughter was a a uh, professional, uh, cheerleader. So, you know, so, uh, she loved that I had this set up in this little apartment. I had all my Steelers stuff there and her family, she was not a Steelers fan. Actually, she was an Oakland Raiders fan, but she rooted for the Steelers because of me. And, uh, but I remember a couple of weeks before during Christmas, I was gone. I was back in Johnstown with my family and uh, she always had a key to my apartment. And she said, Hey, I wanted to call you. Can I, uh, I want to take the family over to see your uh, mini helmets and your Steeler shrine. Cause I had all that stuff. It was the little shrine at the time. Um, so, and I said, of course your house is, you don't even have to call me anytime you want to go over there, you go over there and uh, I trust you. I mean, she was just my buddy. So I, uh, I went over her. I made chili cause I was making chili at that time before every game. So I made chili and I took her over some chili and um she said, sit down. I'm like, nope, you know the rule. I have to watch this game alone. I'd love to watch the game with you, but it's gotta be superstition. You know, I mean, I've I've got to follow and she goes, I understand completely. And uh so she uh the whole uh stopping of uh Peyton Manning with that defense, they stopped him. They're line, they're getting ready to line up. To try to push it in like we just talked about with Jerome Pettis. Get this knock. Brian. And I'm like, hey, yeah, Joanne. Um, hello. Just wanted to congratulate you. I'm like, well, there's not zeros on the clock, but, yeah, it feels pretty good. And she just walks in. And I had this recliner in the corner. And she sits down. And as soon as she sits down, as soon as her butt. Hit that that fake leather, that pleather, or whatever it was, Bettis fumbles. I lose. Like, no, 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 no. And not at her, but I'm yelling at the TV. Ben makes the tackle. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. Oh. And then she her face turns white. Because she was really rooting for the Steelers for me. Her face turns white. And she's like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have done that, should have I? <laughs> And I look at her, and I said, Joanne, I love you, but you have got to leave my apartment now. <laughs> Get out, please. And I did it with love, I, I and I felt so bad doing it. And she's like, you're right, I have to go. And she leaves. And then Vaynerchuk misses the field goal. I am elated. I'm f- Thrilled, My phone starts ringing. I don't even answer my phone. I'm like, oh, my God, what have I done? So as happy as I am, I walk across the hall, knock on the door, and she's, come in. And I said, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. I should have never kicked you out of my apartment. You have nothing to do with the Steelers fumbling. And she's like, Brian, I had no right to come in here. I know the rules that you don't celebrate until there's zeros on the clock. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm like, no, you don't, you never apologize to me again. And we sat down and uh, we uh, talked about the win and it it was just something beautiful and I'll never forget it. And uh, that's a part of my superstition. And I'd love to hear about your superstitions. I have another fun superstition too. Back in the 2001 season, I was going to a lot of Steeler games. I was living in West Virginia, and I was going over three hours to go to these games. And I had found these camo pants. I'm not a camo guy, but these Steeler camo pants in the Steeler store. They were, gosh, they were close to $100. And I wanted to get these Steeler cargo pants because they were black and gold camo. They were ridiculous. They were ugly. But I bought these pants, you know? And I, this is going to be my game attire. So it, I was, uh, I had my Plexico Burst jersey at the time. I had, uh, I would wear these, uh, these stupid pants, and I bought them at the end of the uh, AFC Divisional game against the uh, Baltimore Ravens. And so after that game, I, I bought these pants. I was all proud of them. And uh, I wore them the next week. They lost in the AFC championship game. I mean, nothing to do with the pants. I thought nothing of it. You know, so the 2002 season comes. And it was a pretty good season. You know, I mean, you had you had uh, Tommy Maddox come on, and that was just a fun season. They went to the playoffs. So I wore them to week two, a game that Tony Defio talks about because he went to week two against the Raiders, and they lose. And uh, Lynn Swan was even ignored me in the, uh, the tunnel, wearing those pants. Um, there was no one else in the tunnel and I'm walking through and actually not the tunnel, but on the ramp in Hinesfield, And I, it was kind of rude to me and I was upset, but I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He didn't want to be bothered. I also I said it was hello and he was just snubbed me. So I didn't vote for him two years later when he was, yeah, did I, vote? no, I wasn't a Pennsylvania resident. I couldn't vote for him either, but I was mad at him, but I'm over that. It's okay. Um, so lost uh, um, they lost with the Raiders. That was two. Then they, I started attending games that they shouldn't have lost. They were winning big against the uh, Atlanta Falcons. They blew the lead. They ended up tying. Um, they, they blew two third and 17s with Michael Vick. They tied that game. Then my friend started to talk about the pants. And I'm like, it has nothing to do with the pants. Why would you think that my pants would have anything to do with the fortunes of uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers? And they're like, you got to stop wearing those pants. So the the final straw was I'm 0-5, and I wear these pants to the Houston Texans game. The Houston Texans, and this was December of that year, um, I believe it was December 6th or December 7th of that year, if I'm not mistaken. And they were a terrible team. They were an expansion team, really bad team though. And the Steelers lost that game 24 to six, did not give up a defensive touchdown. I think they gave up two pick sixes and a either a fumble return or a kick return. It was, it, it was, they outgained them and everything. They, it was just a bad game. I go home. And I get a phone call, and I knew who it was, and uh, I, I knew it was a few of them, and they didn't identify them, but I know I know my friends. Not all I hear is they try to disguise their voices. Davis, if you don't give up those pants, if you don't surrender the pants, we're coming again. And I'm like. They're going to break into my house and steal my pants. My wife is going to – and this was my ex-wife now. She's going to be pissed, and she's like, they're not coming in my house. I'm like, okay, relax. Just give up those pants. They're ugly anyways. I'm like, all right. So I said, look, I'm going to surrender the pants. And that's what I did. I surrendered the pants. A couple days before Christmas, Monday night football, the Steelers are playing the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa Bay goes on to win the Super Bowl that year. Pittsburgh really needs this win to uh, go into the playoffs, to go into that wild card game. And what happens at halftime? I mean, the Steelers, they're playing okay. At halftime, we go out to the fire in December at the Steelers Central that I was, uh, it was a, a man's house, what we called Steelers Central. It was it was just a great time, I mean, great times. Um, I surrender the pants to my friend Gene and my friend Tom, and they burn the pants and they do this little ritual. Steelers won that game. They won the next couple. All was good in the world. The pants were gone, and uh, all of a sudden, the pox is lifted. So it's superstition. Everybody has superstitions when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it's a, a really fun thing to talk about, does it really work? No, it doesn't work. It has nothing to do it has everything to do with the team, the talent, the preparation, but we need to have this superstition in our life. We need to have, it makes us a part of being Steeler nation and being a sports fan. And it makes us feel like we are a part of the village and we're a part of the victories. That's why when we talk about the Steelers, or the Steelers, we do, but how many times do we say we? And you know what? If you do this, I'm sorry, but I hate when somebody says, what, are you a part of the team now? When you say, hey, we won. Yeah, you know what? As supporters, as fans, as members of Steeler Nation, you're allowed to say we. You can say we. I don't say it very often, but say we. Because being a supporter, and these fans will tell you, I mean, excuse me, these players will tell you that when they hear Renegade, when they see these towels, and this is a, Dave Schofield gave me this towel, it's a Styx Renegade towel, terrible towel, but when they see that going, and they hear that song, Jordan Dave Dangerfield just said it a month ago on this very show, he said that when we hear that song, we get fired up, when we hear those fans, and we see those towels waving, we get fired up, so you're allowed to be we. You are we. You are Ezra Nehemiah, Mark Davison, Steve O'Neill. Those are just the names I'm seeing right now. Kyle Schofield. Hey, uh, a legacy. uh, um, Big bro's son. He has one of those. Yeah, your uncle gave it to me. In fact, uh, you were probably there when he bought it. Um, Oh, speaking of, but quick, speaking of superstition, Kyle Schofield is not really allowed to go to the games anymore with his dad because when he goes, the Steelers lose. Kyle, I know about that. So I'm just telling you. But hopefully, you could break, we'll find a way to break the curse. Um, So, you know what? That's the thing. That's the thing. We have the superstitions. Whatever we do, we are we. We're allowed to be we and always be we. So I'd like to hear about some superstitions if you have some. I mean, poor Kyle, I just, I just talked about the superstition that he's a part of, and it's not even his superstition. They're just saying, "All right, you're not allowed to go to the games anymore." Um, Ezra says, "I was bartending when is fumbled. I knelt down behind the bar for like 90 seconds." Um, Ezra also says, "Another superstition of mine. I've always worn a Steeler jersey on game day since 1995. When my job stopped bartenders from wearing jerseys, I stopped working on Sundays ever since 2007." <laughs> I love it. Mark Davison says, my other superstition, I post a photo on Facebook and Instagram with a pregame comment. Been doing this since 2017. I use original photos and never repeat a photo. Mark, I got to get that. I got to find a way to come down under and party with you guys. Skeeler nation, Australia. I, uh, I want a huge party. I, we got to bring 2am down under. That's what we're going to do. Um, Ezra, this is another superstition. I agree with this. I never, ever bet on the Steelers. My luck is too bad. We'd be the Browns if I'd bet on the Steelers throughout my life. Um, Mark Davison, our team, our city, and I'm from Australia. Here we go. Um, So, you know what? We have superstitions. We have fun with this. It's all a part of our fantasy world of sports. And it is a fantasy world. We... Steeler fans, because we have a connection to family or friends that got us into it, it makes us feel good. We love sharing it with our friends and family. My kids don't love football, and I'm fine with that. But but I tell you what, and I about this with uh, the Hartmans uh, just yesterday. Um, our kids and their kids do the same thing. They see somebody, and we live in Ireland. They see somebody wearing a Raven jersey. They're not afraid to go up with them and give them a boo or needle them. Or a talk smack. And I love it. So that's, uh, you know, that's, we do this because it's an escape from reality. Sometimes reality creeps into it. And we've got to talk about it. And we know that. But, you know, it's just. And those superstitions have them. They don't hurt anybody. If they do, then you stop. But they don't. Kyle says, I might have to break out the fried chicken socks when I wore them to my high school basketball games. We never lost. Don't know if it'll work on pro football, though. Here's the thing, Kyle. I want to see the the, the fried chicken socks. I want to see your dad and your uncle wearing fried chicken socks, too. So with that being said, almost the name of the show, had a lot of fun here today. Don't be afraid to embrace your 2AM. Don't be afraid to embrace your superstitions. Don't be afraid to be the we. All right, I just invented that. If you're listening to this podcasting platform, I put my fingers up in the form of a W, then I put them to the side for an E. Don't be afraid to be the we. Um, that's what you got to do. You've got to be we. You've got to have your superstition, and you got to keep loving your Steelers through thick and thin. I know if they're 1 in 15, I'm going to be complaining about them but I'm not missing the game. And I know if they're going to be 16-0, and and 15-0, I'm going to be there just the same. Enjoy it. Embrace being a part of uh, Steeler Nation. Please tell your friends about this show and all of our shows on the podcast. We need your downloads. We need your likes. We need you to follow the website too. Be a part of our world, have a lot of fun. This is the best stealer community, uh, excuse me, the best stealer community as far as I'm concerned in all of sports. And you guys make that fun. The reason I know all these names, and I know who all these people are on the screen, is because you're a part of my world every single week. And I'm just some, some jag talking stealers. That's all I'm doing. I mean, I'm a fan like you, and just I have a platform, and I'm blessed to have that platform. So thank you so much. So just when you think you know all the answers, Steeler Nation, we keep changing the questions. See you later, my friends.